from the vibes this is podio join me on this series where i help dissect both healthcare and the healthcare delivery system that is an absolute necessity for the rest of us we start locally before incorporating the latest advances ideas innovations and best practices that are successful globally you can also tweet me at manveer richter with questions and suggestions of areas for us to cover and now here's this week's episode hi and welcome back to healthcare today with manveer richter right here in the studios with me today i have the head of apac from a huge organization called Axios that's A X I O S which is uh, their tagline is transforming access to healthcare and very interestingly we're going to talk about digitalizing of healthcare how you transform access equity understanding what the patients need and so on and so forth now to do that with me in the studio I'm very pleased to have Alan Wong with me how are you doing Alan hi Mamia hi everyone Yeah. Thank you for being with us here in the studios. But uh, and we're going to talk about, you know, transforming healthcare access for patients, extremely important, of course. Uh but first, let's talk about Axios. What is Axios? Who are you guys? Well, Axios International being a global patient access company. Yeah. was founded in the year 1997. 97, yeah. okay. Yeah, by the group of healthcare expert. Right. We've aims to transform the patient access solutions. especially in the emerging countries right yeah so in malaysia our first entry was at the year of 2008 whereby we embarked one special project on the renal cell carcinoma and smart cancer all right yeah and subsequently we re-entered the malaysian market in the year of 2017 right yeah and right now we have uh, more than eight clients when okay. i when i mention clients that refer to the multinational pharma companies okay yeah and we are implementing some more than 15 patient support program for them patient support programs for correct them. yeah can you elaborate a little bit more about these patient support programs and what diseases are they more well okay so as the name tells right the patient support program is meant to support patients especially for those patients who pay uh, out of their pocket right okay or for those that could not afford to complete the full cost of treatment because of financial uh, burden or etc right yeah so currently in malaysia exas has been implementing a wide range of therapies areas from oncology uh, hematology cardiovasculars and even some uh, rare diseases rare diseases correct yeah okay so overall uh, we have supported more than 1600 patients Okay. in Malaysia. Right. Yeah. And this and is since 2008? Uh this Or is since 2008, correct? 2008. Okay. Correct. 1600 patients already. Yeah, already. Right. Yeah. And uh, we always committed to help more uh, Malaysians to get access to the treatments because this is what we see this uh, barrier, you know, among Malaysians to access the treatment. Mm. Especially nowadays we are seeing the medication costing has been um uh, Uh, sky rising sure very expensive and some patients you know they are suffering from chronic disease which require a longer course of treatment right sure so we are seeing this need that's why we launched this patient support program mm-hmm. sponsored by the pharmaceutical company so do you deal primarily with uh, pharmaceutical companies or would you also be dealing with healthcare providers hospitals and hospital groups 
Exactly. So for us to implement this patient support program, right, right. we are working very closely with multiple stakeholders. Right. We are working with pharma company. We are working with the hospitals because mm. the hospital has to be uh, support in terms of this patient support program. Mm. Yeah. Because how it run is the so this program only can happen after the doctor prescribed the medication. All then right. the doctor they will refer the patient you know who require financial support right. to our program. All right, and then we will pick up from there. Okay. Okay. We will enroll the patients. We will follow up to the patients in a per cycle basis, right. and then we will coordinate the medication delivery to the hospitals. Right. So we are very working very closely to the hospital. Yeah, and besides hospital, we are working very closely together with uh, other stakeholders like NGOs. Sure. All right, because our belief is. Um, only by working together with multiple stakeholders, right. only we can achieve you know the realistic uh, patient access solutions to the Malaysians. Okay, so some of the NGOs which I like to highlight are, for example, National Cancer Society Malaysia, Magna, yeah, yeah, yeah Magna, and also the rare disease like We Care Journey. Yes. Yeah. So we are we have a memorandum of agreement and understanding with them. All right. So how do we work together is, uh, for example, NCSM National Cancer Society Malaysia. Right. They are they are better in uh, raising uh, cancer awareness sure. to the public to the patients. Right? right. And for us, we are focusing more on uh, treatment access sure. and adherence to the patients. Yeah. So we casually at the same time we want to raise awareness on rare disease, because we find that. The awareness of a rare disease among Malaysians are very low. Okay. okay. Yes, that's true. That's true. Yes. We've had uh, some of the rare disease people here to talk about the promotion of those rare diseases as well. Yes. And carry on. Yes. Yeah, correct. Correct. So the rare disease awareness is very low. Uh, we find that the conventional way of erasing the awareness of rare disease doesn't work. Okay. You know, okay. partly also because there are not many uh, study and uh, not much clinical guidance Relating to the rare disease, sure. Okay, a lot of things we, that that we need to do together, right? And uh, they are always being the you know not the focus part in terms of healthcare system. You right. talk about rare disease, so that's why okay, we work very closely with VCare Journey. We also launch a PAP program about this uh, uh, rare disease. Okay. P A uh, patient support program. Patient support program. Okay. Yes, yeah. Program. Okay. I'm sorry because we always um, we use acronyms. Yeah. yeah. Correct. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. So P A P meaning is a patient assistance program. Okay. okay. Or P S P patient support program. Right. right. So okay, we work with them. So lately we have launched a uh, patient support program mm-hmm. uh, for the uh, SMN disease. Okay. What In, uh, disease is that? It's called um, spinal muscular atrophy. Okay. Right. Huh. So this is a very rare disease. Sure. All right, so um, and because the drug is so costly right. for a lot of patients, so that's why we work together with a pharma company okay. to launch this program to help more patients. Now, I've got to ask you this, Alan. Uh, while you're yep. working with the different hospitals and stakeholders, now, is this primarily mainly private or public or both? Both. So, uh, if a patient walks into either one of these hospitals, private or public, and they have an ailment which needs some help, are you saying that all they need to do is, uh, once they've seen the doctor and the doctor has diagnosed that you need this treatment process and uh, this treatment program, for instance, cancer, where they say you have to go through chemotherapy over this period of time, right. but the patient turns around and says, I can't afford this. Okay. 
So that is when only after they've seen the doctor can you come in, right? So the, the doctor needs to recommend them to you. Exactly, exactly. Only that the doctor has prescribed the drug. Okay. Okay. And refer the patients over. Right. And so, uh, refer the patients over to who? Access International. So they can straight away go to your website or something like that? Uh, uh, no. So, uh, so uh, let's say, you know, after the doctor has prescribed the medication, right? Sure. Okay. So uh, the patient will require some financial support. Right. The doctor will then provide uh, the form or something okay. for the patient to fill up. Right. Okay. Then they submit to Access International being the implementer for this patient support program. So the, hang on a second. Huh? So the doctor will have the form. Okay. The doctor will have the form. Fill that up. The patient needs to submit it to you guys. Either the patient or the doctor. Okay, or, either or one. even the nurse, whatever. Or I, so they will know about this program, exactly. right? For this, I mean, for this rare disease, uh, this particular disease. Yeah. Right, go on. Yeah, yeah. sure. Because uh, they already know, because uh, even before that, right, we will already uh, provide uh, some kind of trainings, you know, to the nurses. You okay. Know? Yeah, we also already inform the doctor that this patient support program available for their patients. Okay. Whenever the patient needs help. Right. Okay, we are always, you know, there's this program available, okay? And to simplify the work done, right, we are also embarking on digital solutions. Okay. Know? So we have apps actually for the doctors. You, uh, there's an app for the doctors? Exactly, exactly. Okay, okay. Yeah. So and the doctors a, use this app? Uh, I would say that this is a continuous journey, sure. you know, from yeah. uh, Access International because, um, you know, like, like we all know, right, this is an era of digital. Sure. Right, okay. The only way that uh, we can simplify all the operations and work done right is via uh, apps or something. Right. Okay. So we can just so we are we are getting a doctor to install the apps. Okay. Okay. And then they can just uh, key in the particular of the patients by click away submit. Then they will directly goes to Axios International. Oh, straight away it goes to Axios. Correct. Right. Okay. Okay. So upon we receive ready, then we will contact the patients. Okay. okay. Yeah, we will. We will then. Yeah, you know, introduce this program. What is the benefit of this program to them, to the patients? You right. know, and uh, there might be some documents needed to be collected. Sure. Yeah, uh, we will then inform the patient. You need to collect this document for us to process and subsequently, and then sure. we will follow up from there. So basically, what you're saying is the patient. Uh, once he he, he needs help. The patient needs some help and so on and so forth, right? So what happens after that is uh, the doctor submits it. Mm. And once the doctor has submitted it, you guys get it. Then you will contact the patient. Correct. And, and try to find out what is the need of their help, right? And then once they find that out, you will do your process things with the patient. Correct, right? correct. Then uh, we, will, we will process a document or something, you know. And uh, so what we are doing in uh, most of our programs that right. we are running in Malaysia is, okay, we are running what they call it uh, financial means-based assessment. Financial means-based assessment. Correct. Okay. Okay. Go so ahead. what it tells is, okay, uh, we will uh, collect some financial document from the patients. Sure. Okay. Right. So why are we collecting this document? It's because we want to do a financial assessment. Okay. Okay. We want to see uh, what is the uh, financial ability of a patient. Okay. okay. We will do assessment uh, by using one of the tool by Axios, which we call it PFETs. Sorry, what is that okay. again? PFET meaning is a patient financial eligibility tool. Patient financial eligibility tool. Correct. Okay. 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 Right. So there's the, the, the a set of algorithm right, okay, of for course. us to access uh, what is a financial ability of a patient. Sure. After that was done, right, we will then inform the patients, okay, uh, so according to our assessment, okay, 
your ability is to pay certain number of cycles. Sure. Then the balance will be then covered by the pharmaceutical company. Right. Okay. Or maybe by some other funding institutions. Okay. Or NGO or something. Okay. So let me just back this up to simplify it for people. You, you've given us a lot of information. Correct. It's very important information, right? Mm-hmm. So you guys work with, number one, you work with uh, pharmaceutical companies. You work with, obviously, hospitals, both pri- private and public. And then you work with NGOs. Now, if a patient walks into either a private or public hospital and mm-hmm. they need help, assuming now they, they need help with the cancer that they have, and the doctor prescribes to them, you need a, a cycle of drugs, mm-hmm. and it's 10 chemotherapy mm-hmm. uh, sessions or whatever, and it's going to cost this much. Mm-hmm. And the patient says, I can't afford it. Then the doctor says, it's okay, we are going to try to find you some help. We will prescribe for you the medication. You can apply to Axios, mm. right? So the patient can take that data or the doctor, send it in to you guys, right? right? So that is like phase two or whatever. And then phase three, you will contact them and you say, okay, now this is the 10 treatments that the doctor has prescribed, but you can afford two treatments or three treatments. And then you will say, mm. either the pharmaceutical company or another stakeholder like an NGO can help with the rest, depending on how it, how serious it is, and then the patient can get the help that they need. Is that is that correct? Okay, okay. So maybe let me re rephrase uh, my uh, statement. Okay. Right. So um, uh, let's say after we have uh, collected the financial documents from our sure. patients, okay, we will do an assessment or something yeah. using our uh, algorithm called PFET or something. Right. Okay. After that, we will come up with a plan for them. You okay? come up with a plan. Yeah. So the patient just pay according to how much they can afford. Okay. That's it. So that's it. So that's it. They just have to take care of how much they can pay. Right. The balance will be then uh, taken care by pharma. By, by someone else. All right. Yeah. So they do not make the border. So Axios can do this for them. Correct. And okay. So so you will have all the digital data, the backgrounds, the the algorithm, and you have the partnerships to help the patient. And so that the patient hopefully can, you know, get on with their life and with less problems. So, for instance, they need 10 treatments. They can afford four. They pay for four, but the other six you will... Exactly. They, they just have to pay for four. Okay. Yeah, then the six, uh, remain, remaining six treatment, let's say, yeah. out of 10 cycles, right? Yeah. We'll be then usually sponsored by the pharmaceutical company. Ah, okay. okay. So, ah. this, this makes it easier for a pharmaceutical company to have a process and a very clear way of doing this, right? Mm. Because in when when we're talking, we, we obviously read the portals like the vibes and all this. Mm. And, you know, there are many cases of people needing help for medication. But it's very ad hoc, isn't it? It's, mm. you know, mm. one person say 50,000, the next person say 500,000. Correct, correct, Yeah, correct. so then we don't know, right? Correct. So it is best that Axios comes in, does an assessment, knowing the doctor and all that, mm. and the treatment necessary, and do the assessment, a fair assessment, mm. and then give it back to the patient. And the patient agrees, and then they go ahead. You are absolutely correct. So I would say this is really the kind of uh, innovative patient access solutions. Okay, right. Like, access, uh, uh, we believe that there's no one-size-fits-all. We sure. cannot provide the one kind of uh, one simple discount to all the patients. Of right. course, of course, yeah, yeah. Yeah, because not all the patients, they will require that level of financial support. Right. Okay, and for some poorer patients, you know, uh, less affordable one, even though we provide them with a direct discount, let's say one plus one, they cannot afford. 
True. You know, because it's still very expensive for them. Right. Okay. So that's why only by doing this, what we call it, the means-based assessment. Means-based assessment. Yeah, right. very Means-based assessment. Okay. Right. We will uh, check the financial ability for every single patient. Right. Okay. Then they pay according to how much they can afford to pay. Right. Okay. And this program is not only bringing a benefit to the patients, right. but, but also more sustainable for the pharmaceutical company. Right. Because by doing that, we are gaining the more affordable patients to support the less affordable patients. Sure, of course. Okay, yeah, yeah. plus and minus. Right. Only by the way, the program can be long run. Right. By doing the long run program, only we can uh, further help more patients. Sure. You know, in this program, right? right. Yeah, we do not want the program to like, you know, um, uh, run after a few months, then we close it down or something. Sure, of course. Because in terms of revenue, this is not sensible or something. Sure. You don't want that to happen. Right. You want to help more patients in a long way. Right. So you guys have been doing this in Malaysia since 2008, globally since 1997, you were mentioning. Correct. So yeah. our global, so our company founded in the year 1917. Okay. Right. So soon after that time that we have already uh, uh, came up with the first patient access solutions Okay, which is continuous to be a landmark success for Excels International. Sure. Yeah. So, like I say, our first entry in Malaysia is in the year of 2008. Okay. Right. But then we have uh, been quiet a while. Right. All right. Then we re-enter the Malaysian market in uh, 2017. Oh, just recently uh, again. Just, so. just recently. And you've, you guys have managed to help maybe, what, 1,600 patients, you said? More so than 1,600 patients. More than 1,600 patients. What are the illnesses that you have helped so far? Are you using uh, cancer? Okay. Uh, we have uh, supported cancer patients, right. a variety of cancer, lung cancer, ovary cancer. Mm. Uh, and also we have a hematologic, um, rare disease, right. cardiovascular, right. Yeah, and more. So the, the help that you guys give, I'm, I'm, I'm trying to find out now. Mm. So if it is with a drug, so the drug itself is, is I mean, it's free or whatever. Like, I mean, you can pay for four out of ten cycles, you pay for four. But the fee is still paid to the hospital by the drug company. Like. Am I right? The, the drug company still pays for the, the treatment to the hospital because the hospital is where you receive your treatment. Am I right? Yeah, correct, correct, correct. So... Uh, so uh, let's say out of the example just now, right? Okay, right. Let's say the treatment cycle is 10 cycle. Sure. The patient pay four cycle. Yes. Okay, they pay to the hospital. Sure. Okay. And uh, then the balance six cycles, so it will be totally free for them. Totally free for them? Totally free for them. Axios will help them get the funding correct, for it. Right? Correct, yeah. correct, correct. And so they can still go to the same hospital. Same hospital. They're going to the same hospital, they're saying the same doctor, so there's consistency there. Whatever at least depends on the patients because yeah. ultimately we work for the patient. You serve patient, right, right, all right? Right, right? So usually the patients will go back to the same hospital. Uh, medical center, yeah, okay? Sure. But sometimes they will say that, okay, can you deliver to the neighborhood pharmacy or not? Yes, we can do that, okay, no problem. Right. Sure. Because some patients, they travel quite far, sure. right? So let's say we have some patients coming from East Malaysia, right. coming to a Klang Valley, Right. You know, because uh, they are more uh, specialists in Klang Valley, right? Sure. It's okay, then uh, we can just ship back, you know. We can deliver to the pharmacy. They can just collect from there. Ah, uh, so it's in, the ease Malaysia. of... Yeah, so it helps the patient actually exactly. in, in, in that sense. Because if not, they have to come back here mm. to collect the medication here for their treatment. Exactly. Yes, and the, the access to that will help. So yeah. Axios, what else does Axios do in, from, with, with, with healthcare except other than this? 
Okay, that is a really good question. So, um, a lot of my sharing is really surrounding to patient support program, right? right. Yeah. So, when we talk about patient support program, we talk about access. We also talk about, more importantly, stay on treatment. Stay on the treatment. Correct. Okay. okay. Right. So, why are we running this means-based assessment? We want to get patient access at the first place. And then, because they already know what is the next cycle that uh, they will get free and they, they, they need to pay, right? Then more likely, the patient will adhere to the treatment and right. continue the treatment. Okay. Okay. Right. And beyond than that, right, not only we are working on the patient support program, we are also working, now uh, looking at the provide holistic support to the patients. Holistic support. Correct. Yeah. For example, we know that, uh, let's say, cancer patients, they will require some sort of a physiotherapy, for example. For, okay, okay. Right. or maybe uh, counseling. Right. Okay, we know that uh, some patients they will suffer depression because of a uh, cancer, right? Sure. Yeah. We also understand some patients they require special dietary requirements. Right. Okay. So now we are looking into this uh, segment to see how we can help them. Okay, by working together with a pharma company. Okay, whether it's a pharma company or the NGOs, you know, right. to see what we can do for these patients. Right. So that is uh, beyond the hospital. You right. know, yeah. So this is after the treatment. Right. Yeah. So this is something that we are looking at. Okay. So other than that, right, yeah, we are also looking to further foster the private and government partnership. Okay. That's okay. very interesting. Yeah. Very interesting, right? Yeah. We are because we are seeing that there are more things that the private and government they can work on together. Yes. Yeah. Right. So uh, only by working together, you know, sharing in terms of the rates, resources and something, we can help more patients. Right. Sure. Yeah, and I would say that uh, this gap between the private and government, right, uh, is further highlighted during the COVID nineteen. Yes, exactly. Pandemic, yes. Right. Yes, yeah? yes. 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 I can give you one example. Let's say during COVID nineteen, the public hospitals are full of patients. You yes. know, there's no bed, etc. But in the private hospital, there's still a lot of bed or something. Sure. Yeah. You know, so there's a way that we can uh, further close the gap together. Right. All right. So this is one area that uh, we wish to, uh, you know, uh, explore right. in Malaysia. And I totally agree with that because in the years that I've been a patient advocate here in Malaysia, I found that there are two distinct systems. There's a private system and there's a public system. They don't work as a healthcare system. Correct. And the forced marriage of it happened during COVID because suddenly the public hospitals are so packed, the private hospitals are so empty, they had to get married lah. they had to get married they had to live together they have to find out how can we have a conversation can you take my other patients can you take the non-serious patients that are coming in through the emergency ward and so that the private hospitals are able to utilize mm-hmm. their facility they are private and public health care same mandate lah. Mm-hmm. save lives correct yeah one tries to make more profit lah. but they are both their first mandate is to save lives and I think sometimes they forget that. They fight with each other rather than work with each other. So I think that the fact that you you as an Axos is trying to bridge that. Correct. So that they can continue to have this conversation. And we have we in Malaysia have seen this firsthand working together during COVID. Mm-hmm. So I think Mamia, you've spoken a really good point, bridging the gap. Yes. Yeah, this is something that uh, we look forward to. You know, for both parties to work together. Right. Yeah. So, uh, there are definitely more things that we can do together. Right. You know, uh, and in fact, uh, not only just uh, private and public, 
we also further looking into embark on the multi-stakeholder approach, you know, right. like uh, getting more uh, alternative source of funding to support the patients. Right. Okay. So now that uh, we are uh, working very closely with pharmaceutical companies and also with the NGOs, all right, right. There, but there may be more we can do together, maybe set out a fund or something sure. to help to support patients, maybe for patients in our current program. True. Because we are, even though we are running means-based assessment, some patients they still cannot afford. True. Yeah. And yeah, absolutely. A good point there. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, correct. Yeah. So the last thing that uh, we are looking at is really more on, uh, you know, uh, embarking on the digitalization. Right. Okay. In okay. terms of healthcare. Sure. Yeah. I, yeah. Love that. I love that. You love that? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I know you love that. Yeah. So we have been talking a lot, you know, uh, I think the digital era that uh, we are here, you know, that are something that we need to continue to evolve and continue to, to embark. Mm. Like we say, uh, Exos, we have a digital ecosystem. Right. Okay. We connect the physicians and the patients and the pharmacists all together into one system. Okay. So it's the physicians? Physicians, patients, pharmacies. Okay. And um, pharma company. Right. In the pharma company. All together. Right. In, in one ecosystem. In one ecosystem. And how does that benefit the patient? Okay, the benefit of the patient is very simple. They do not need to print a hard copy already. Oh, okay, yes, yeah, yeah. yeah. So let's say we have a so we have an apps for the patient. Okay. okay, the patient by using the apps, right? They can upload the documents. They do not need to send over to access via email or something. Okay, right. Okay, right. Right, and then they can check when is the next cycle. Okay. Okay, then uh, they can after they check the next cycle, right? They can use the apps to collect the FOC medication in the hospital. Right. Okay, because currently, to be honest, using a manual method, right, they need to print up hard copy, show to the pharmacies, then pharmacy need to check and then submit back to Excel International. Right. This is quite, uh, you know, uh, tedious sure. in terms of process. Right. But if the patient is using the apps and the pharmacy is using the apps, right. my, my pharmacy apps, you call it, yeah. they can validate the, validate the, the medication like straight away right. by just scanning the QR code. I see, yeah, and, and this is this is a shortcut way because at the end of the day, I know overseas in some countries they call the patient the consumer, and I disagree with that because I think sometimes you need you need to keep them as patient, but having the patient here sometimes I think that um, public and private health don't take them seriously enough because you come you receive my service and then you go away lah. Exactly. Right? But what does the patient want? And in today's digital era, where when I'm using my app, I Grab knows what I want, Shopee knows what I want, my airlines know what I want, my booking.com knows the kind of places that I'm going to, but my hospital doesn't have an app. My healthcare provider doesn't have an app. And that is the most important mm. because it's my life. Because if that fails, then everything else that I use fails. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, you know, if, if, I, if I don't earn money and to pay my bills, mm-hmm. that means I don't have Grab, I don't have all these other things, right? But So healthcare is so important. Mm-hmm. But our, both our private and public don't digitize enough because I feel, again, as a patient advocate, I've seen this, they don't have enough data on their patients. Mm-hmm. They don't know how many patients come in a day, what is the medication they most take, where do they park, what time, what is their patient journey. And this data is not available for a hospital, 
but it's available on every other thing that we do in our life. I totally agree with you, yeah. you know, Manvia. So, uh, the fundamental of uh, why we're doing this is to uh, customize the approach and uh, provide the most convenience to the patient, right? Right. Yeah. So, that's why this is the fundamentals of our apps. We are designed in such a way, we want to make it more convenient to whoever who is using it. Sure. Like I say, the patient using the apps, upload the documents, very easy. Right. They can check on their next treatment cycle, very easy. Right. The doctors, you know, of course, it's a continuously journey from us, to be honest, right. to convince the doctors to use our apps. But once they use it, I believe they will love it. Yeah, because it's you don't have to keep keying in the same data over and over again. Exactly, exactly. And there's no hard copy involved. Very easy, just a click away, submit to Excel International, and then the patients will be then contacted by Excel and be enrolled to okay. the program so, in a very fast manner. Right, so one question I'm going to ask you is, because all doctors will ask me this. Uh, they, oh, sorry, they don't ask me this, they argue with me about this. Is the app safe? Because that is their main problem. Is, oh, is it safe? No, it'll be hacked. It'll be, so... How do you answer that question? Okay, our apps is safe. Okay. Okay, so we design our apps in such a way, we follow the highest compliance standard, GDPR, we call it. GDPR, okay. Correct, which is a European standard. Right. Okay, so it is the like a top-notch standard already. Right. So we are already following the highest standard. Right. Okay, so uh, um, uh, we have all the privacy, you know, uh, they will get the stakeholders to agree and, uh, you know, uh, for, yeah, follow, yeah. exactly. So we already follow a higher standard. Right. So it's totally safe. For and is this system that you guys have with Axios, is it being implemented in other countries, for instance, other yeah. than Malaysia? Yeah. Could you name some of those countries? Yeah. Okay, so um, Axios, we operate in many countries. Sure. Okay, so uh, the app is now currently being used in uh, Malaysia, Thailand, Indonesia, um, Philippines, right. India, Vietnam, Okay, so and several Middle East countries and Middle East countries, yeah, well. yes. Dubai, right, yeah. So these systems have been proven there, proven, have been proven there, and basically you're bringing that system here, and uh, it actually helps roll out, right? So, but what will be the rollout process? So, do you, let's say, we're talking about a hospital group that has mm -hmm. ten hospitals, okay, right? Do you start with one first and then use it as a pilot and then go to the other nine? How, how, what's your process like? Okay, our best? strategy is always uh, we focus on the key center. Okay. Key okay. Center. So we will provide a training to the key center. Okay. Okay. We will share with them what is our apps, what are we doing, what the benefit of the apps to the patient, right. and also how does it help in the operations of the hospitals. Okay. Okay. We will provide training to the hospital, and then we will approach the physicians. Sure. Okay, we will we will uh, uh, let the physicians know, uh, you know, how can this apps beneficial to the patients? Right. Okay, how can then uh, you know simplify their workload? You know, they do not okay. need to sign and uh, complete a form, then submit to access anymore. Right. Just by using a click, okay. which is very simple. Right. Okay, and during our call to the patient, right? Right. We will also uh, educate the patient uh, how to install the apps. Sure. How to use an app as something. Right. So we have the kind of uh, training system. Right. Yeah. That's fantastic. So this this training um, for the system, first you start with the administration, the management of the ho the hospital first, right? Correct. Well, we start in parallel way, whichever applies. Okay. Whichever one they think is, is, is necessary. So now can hospitals, uh, uh, they get the data. Is it real time? Is it uh, analyzed and sent to them in a weekly basis, monthly basis? What is it? It's a real time. It's real time. It's a real time. 
So basically, they know that you know their car park is going to be overflowing in the next half an hour <laughs> because there are more more patients coming. I think the main problem I found with both public and private hospitals is we don't have enough car parks. So when you want to access it, especially if you're going with a family member, you're not going emergency, but you can't find a flipping parking lot. You're already getting pissed off before you get into the hospital, literally. Yeah, I can't agree anymore. Um, when we talk about car park, we always have difficulty in finding car park. Yes. You know, whether is it, of course, um, it will be very tough in a public hospital. Sure. But it's equally it's difficult in private hospital as well. Yes. I need to make a lot of rounds or something, right? Yeah. And it doesn't help. I mean, I mean, if you're going to Wanutama or mall or something, then you go walk around. You have to drive around a few times to find. You no, know, but... If you're taking someone who's sick or mm. ill or mm. something like that and, you know, for treatment and you're already feeling bad and poorly and then you have to go around the car park over and over mm. again, it doesn't help the patient journey. It doesn't put you in a good mood. By the time you get in to see your doctor or do your treatment, you're already tired. La. Definitely not a pleasant journey to the, to the, to the patient. La, right? Yeah. So the, I believe that like what you say... There are more that we can do, you know, uh, from the hospital, from a uh, lot of stakeholders to further uh, focus on the digitalizations in healthcare, right? Right, with the aim to help the patients. Yeah, being patient centric, think and about patient. So, how does it help the hospital management to to know these things from your experience already? How does it help them? Okay, definitely. Okay, so ultimately, um, when we are running a program. Together with hospital, we have one aim, which is, like I say, support the patient. Okay. Help the patient. Right. To get on the treatment, get access to the treatment. More importantly, stay on the treatment. Sure. Okay. But uh, this program somehow, you know, because it involves some operations and paperwork, right? right? So then we provide some burden to the pharmacies also. Okay. Okay. Only by introducing this uh, kind of uh, digital system, right. apps, it can simplify the pharmacies. Right. Okay. They don't, they don't need to print up all the hard copies and compiling all the hard copy documents and then to check, okay, when is my, uh, this, this uh, document for this patient, Mr. Wong or something? Right. You know, yeah. Just by using the apps, they can immediately validate the FOC delivery to the patient. Okay. Yeah. Another question I've got to ask you uh, is how difficult is it for you guys or how do you find it to teach the patient how to, to implement this, put the app on, trust the app? Trust that. How how is that journey? Okay, we have uh, tried uh, many methods. Okay. Okay. The best method is still one to one teaching. Okay. Okay. So we will teach the patients like, okay, um, install the apps, right. Play Store or something. Sure. You know, then uh, they will stepwise approach. After you install already, okay, then uh, how do you activate and something? You need to have more patience and provide more time to teach your patients, especially to the elderly, you right. know, whereby they are not so tech-savvy, right? Sure. Yeah, so only by doing that, we can uh, get their trust and then uh, get... So I think when, when they get to use it at the first time, right, they will love it because it provides a lot of convenience to them. Yes. Yeah, so the usually the, the difficult part is the beginning part. Yeah, of course. Yeah, mm. I mean, I think there are still people who don't trust... Online banking, for instance. Correct. Yeah, so it, it is a process for them that once they use it and they see it's easier, and like you said, it's safe for you, right? Mm. So now we've talked about healthcare, healthcare using it, the healthcare management using it, the, the patient, doctors. 
because I know a number of doctors that unfortunately are not digitally savvy as well. And they, you answered the question on how secure it is. You already answered that. But how, what is the challenge to teach doctors? Is it, is it a huge challenge? Well, um, I would say for doctors that really just require more patience, you know, okay. to uh, uh, write on the approach that uh, how can these apps um, simplify their workload, right. you know, and also how can this program and the apps uh, be helpful to their patients. Okay. Yeah. So uh, it requires certain level, uh, you know, uh, time and also uh, patience. Right. Yeah. So uh, it's not like um, easy one, I would say, but uh, ongoing, we are having some success. Okay. Yeah. Would you find that younger doctors are easier to learn these things? Oh, definitely, definitely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah because uh, usually the younger specialists, right, right. They, are, they are more acceptable to yeah. the digital solutions. So it's easier for them to accept and to adapt to the new apps. Okay. Mm. And where do you see this going in the next three to five years with you guys, digital? Okay. I would say uh, our aims is really to get uh, at least more than 70% of our operations Fully by the digital, okay. by the apps. Right. Yeah, yeah. So uh, next next year, next three years, three or five years, I would say 90%. 90%. Yeah. So there will be some part of it that will be manual. Yeah, I mean, um, whether we accept or not, there will still certain level of group of patients, right? Sure. They are not tech-savvy, right. especially right. elderly patients. Uh, yeah. They might require caregiver to support them. Right. Yeah, but uh, the... Um, uh, it is a challenging process, I would say, but we are on. But this is an ongoing journey. This is an ongoing journey. So we are focusing on uh, what we can do more, you know, to help this patient to use the apps, okay, to write on the digital. All right, and uh, these apps. Um, how often do you guys upgrade it? How do you do you create new programs for it? And what is the process of your, you know, mm. how do you do that? What do you guys do? Do you have the stakeholder meetings and create these things or do you create it first and then roll it out? Okay, so um, the digital ecosystem is already there. Right. We are using ready, and we are upgrading in the continuously basis. Right. Okay, we continuously enhance our feature with the objective is to simplify the life of everyone. You okay. know, user-friendly right. to the stakeholders, to the patient and to the uh, doctors, etc. Sure. Okay. So we always get feedback from the patient. Okay. For example, why are you not using it? Mm. Is there any uh, features that you can suggest to us? Ah, All right. Okay. Then we will provide feedback to our digital team. Mm. All right. Then they will put in their so-called pipeline. Mm. Okay. Then uh, they will enhance it. So we have a meeting, very frequent meeting with a digital team to learn from them what is the enhancement of the digital system. Right. Then we roll it up to the patients. It will, we will tell patients, okay, now we have a good news. You know, finally, uh, uh, this uh, particular step is uh, removed, you know, sure. or something. This has been enhanced. Yeah. So this makes your life simpler okay. or something. We have the kind of, uh, so we are upgrading in the continuously basis. Sure. So I think one of the key things about digital healthcare is Google and Amazon uh, have been talking about this for years to make it seamless between one country and another. So in, in Axios case, um, can a hospital that is managing a patient here, uh, the patient is being managed here, the, it's digital, mm-hmm. whatever, and that same patient goes to Dubai and has an episode on whatever, 
they the files can be moved between one country to another another hospital is that a possibility right now yeah there's a possibility for that to happen right now right yeah because is. it's under your system correct. same maybe same partner hospital or whatever that is there correct so correct. it helps the patient then correct but usually we we have um a uh, different program in a different country. Okay. Yeah. So let's say uh, the program they are running in Malaysia, we might have a similar program in Dubai. Right. Or, or in India. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. So you can move move the data, you know, because I think as people travel and move, they may have a different episode in a different country. You, know, you could fall down, mm-hmm. but, you know, you want to access your medical records because suddenly you go and you fall down in London, for instance, they are quite digitalized there. But, you know, if you have your digital records, then you can hopefully move it. You can process, you know, the time of processing can be faster, right? Yeah, the, I mean, uh, let's say, you know, the, the, there's one Malaysian travel to India, for example. Right. They can still keep track on their uh, treatment cycle and etc. Right. Even if it's in India. Right. Yeah, but whether, the, you know, in terms of the administration part, right, uh, usually that could only be done in Malaysia. Okay. You know, yeah. Right, right. Uh, in as in a compliance perspective, and also in terms of legal sure, perspective. A, right. Yeah. yeah. But you are right. You know, because our we are using a same system. Right. Yeah. So we will we will seek uh, uh, what can be done for these particular patients, which is really special case. Yeah. Obviously, uh, it's a special case because I think as we look at people moving, you know, you know borders, you know, right. just you know, moving through borders that you know it's borderless in that sense. That the information needs to be borderless as well. Uh, you know, correct, when you go correct. to a different country, it just parks on that system mm-hmm. or whatever. But that is obviously when we're talking about healthcare, it's uh, emergency situations, the emergency situations. Mm-hmm. It's not something that you want to move all the time, uh. Yeah, I mean, uh, that so we will review as in an emergency situation, you right. know, a special situation. Sure. Yeah. Absolutely, we, that we can do that. So. Um, the process of Axios right now, so where can people get more information about Axios here in Malaysia? If people are listening in and, you know, they may have a certain issue that, you know, they, they can't afford or they want to find out more, what do they do? For those people who is wanted to know more about Axios, they can always log into our website. Right. Okay, we have a website, uh, Axios International. Right. Yeah. So uh, for the patients who require the support, and uh, to get access to the patient support program, right, they can always get access from their uh, physician. From their physician. From their physician. Yeah. Right. So we are, like I say, we are supporting more than 15 patient support program already right. in Malaysia. And uh, physician, they already know about this program. Right. So upon prescribed on the medication, right. when it's needed, then the doctor then will refer this patient over to Excellence International. Can you mention the name of some of the hospitals that you guys are working with or currently on your program where patients can have access to this kind of treatment? Yeah. So, uh, okay, being in the market for uh, many years, yeah. we are relatively work uh, with all the hospitals in Malaysia. All right. Yeah. But uh, let's say in Klang Valley, they can uh, get access to... Uh, the top center, for example, Sunway Hospital, right. uh, SJMC, yes. Pantai Hospital Group, right. you know, right. uh, CVS KL, CVS KL, okay, yeah, and uh, many hospitals. Okay, so yeah. the, basically in Klang Valley, a lot of hospitals, correct, uh, which means that obviously there is access with other hospitals as well, the partner hospitals. Correct, correct. We are working with uh, almost all the hospitals. 
okay. in Malaysia, like a top centre in Malaysia. Okay, that's fantastic. And for government hospitals, are you working with them directly or is it through the pharmaceutical companies? For the, uh, okay, we uh, our program is basically being uh, supported or sponsored by the pharmaceutical company. Mm-hmm. Okay, so if a public patient, right, they can get access from a physician also. Okay. Yeah, some of our programs are available for in some of the public hospitals. All right. Yeah. So you just they have to. Uh, so if you're a patient there, ask your doctor about Axios. Correct. Ask your doctor about Axios. And so you've already trained them. So those doctors that you are working with, you've already trained them. They are staff, so they are totally aware of it. They know about it. Ah, okay. So finally, if the doctor doesn't know, probably he's not been trained, lah. Or that or that hospital has not been working with you yet, lah. Correct, correct. Right, and so people can people recommend or can hospitals also talk to you guys to to be a part of this process? Yeah, definitely. So if any hospital that uh, not within our coverage, they can always um, reach up to us, Excel International. Mm-hmm. Yeah, then we can uh, have a uh, more. Uh, so we will share about our program to them and how we can work together, you know, to support these patients. Fantastic. Well, that's a lot. Is there anything else that you want to add, uh, Alan? I think today is a really good discussion. Mm. Yeah. So uh, for everyone to know about what Axios International is really doing in Malaysia. Yeah. Like I say, um, Axios International being a global patient access company, we committed to further close the gap in patient access solutions. Right. And uh, we want to help more patients in a more innovative manner. Okay. We never stand still. You know, we always commit to support more patients. All right. Yeah. That's great. So, I mean, I, I, we've learned a lot about Axios here already. And I think uh, it's definitely something that immediately can impact a patient with access to healthcare, giving them more uh, provisions for whatever necessary needs that they may have. And it's fantastic. Thank you for being uh, on the part of uh, this Healthcare Today with Manvir Victor. Thank you so much. All the best. And I will be tweeting this and giving you more details on Axios as well. So in the meantime, you may send in more questions or queries or anything on my Twitter at Manvir Victor. But thank you so much, Alan. Thank you, Manvir. Thank you for having me. All right. Take care. We'll be back again next week with another great episode for you right here on Healthcare Today with Manvir Victor. From the Vibes, this is Podio.